Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everybody, to the Cannon Horns Pod. We are sitting here post-week three. Kind of a little bonus episode here, Jack. Uh, the schedule just worked out well to record a pod this week, so we decided to do it. How are you doing tonight, partner? Doing well, partner. Good to have you back. Um, you know, good fill-in last week from old Reggie, but uh, boys are back in town this week. Sipping on a, a solid gold, so um, you know, had again my my prep beer and uh, you know, ready to go here in the first half. I mean, I wonder what the tally is for the number of solid golds you've drank while recording this <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's up there, partner. Uh, more than uh, you can count on one hand for sure. So uh, oh, certainly, <laughs> we're just ready to go, man. We're, we're excited you're back. No, I uh, appreciate you and, and Reggie carrying the torch last week. It was enjoyable to, to you know, be on the other side of the fence there and just listen, enjoy it, listen to it on my, my plane ride back. I thought you guys did a fantastic job. Definitely had some some LOL moments there and thought Reggie was a, a great, great co-host there. So appreciate you guys keeping the momentum going, and that's what we're looking to do this week as well, Jack. Um Touching on a little bit of week three stuff, I guess we'll go through an outline real quick. Going to touch on week three here. We're going to go into a uh, round one redraft. You know, a couple weeks in, what would round one look like if we were to redraft it? And then we'll, we'll dive into our power rankings, and we got a, a question pertaining to each owner. And we'll also get, a, get an interview from uh, D. Kirk somewhere in the mix between all of this. So jam-packed episode here. Let's just let's just jump right to it, Jack. Let's get to it. Week three was not that interesting. We did have one close game, Jack. Uh, can you talk about that one? Yeah, I was locked in uh, to SPLLC versus Javante Zuma's Revenge. Uh, you know, I know we do give Phil's team names a lot of shit. Oh, dude, can more I more than deservingly? So. Can I say something? That was my favorite part about the episode last time was just, I thought you guys were spot on with the names and giving the correct amount of shit to those who deserved it. Thank you. I, I thought so too. That was uh, Reg's idea. So uh, well done, Reg. But yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a good good section there. Um, I didn't know what, what, I don't even know, Montezuma's Revenge was. Um, it did give me a little chuckle. Um, so a little respect, but Phil, quit, quit trying to work your players' names into the... Is he, is he trolling with, like, I'm, it's a legitimate question. Is he trolling us with his just horrible team names? I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. No, I really don't. (laughs) I really don't. I think it's, uh, I think if they're true, um, true names out of Phil. Um, but there's a, a little banter. Uh, love to see that out of SP LLC. He thrives on that. That's what keeps him going. Dick down in Dallas last night. Um, I knew he was going to win right there when he was saying that. And Phil's all like, oh, I don't care as long as my Cowboys win. Whatever. Like, he deserved to lose. Um, but it was a great game. I was following uh, Dallas D, dicking down, getting sack after sack, you know, dick sacks, all of that. Um, he actually goes down one at the two minute warning. I, uh, I actually stopped watching at that point. I'm like, dang, SP lost. It's kind of rooting for him. Um, and then I, I checked the final score and they got a pick inside the, the final two minutes for SP to win by less than one point, point eight points. So, uh, SP LLC gets the win, uh, huge momentum shift. I think as he starts talking more shit. Uh, his team thrives off that. Mm. You know, that's his juice. Mm. Um, so that was that was good to see. Yeah, I I thought that was the highlight of the week. You know, certainly the closest matchup. My other takeaway for week three, Jack, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm not sure if I am here. Our algorithm, our proprietary algorithm, has never been wrong. And. Never once. And it sickened me a little bit, sitting on that plane and hearing. Um, no, I guess afterwards, when I when I read the comments in our group, me questioning our algorithm, and the biggest, I'd say, issue was from Tallahassee Love, and he complained he didn't like where he was at or where the algorithm was putting him at. And what does he do, Jack? Sixty-two points. 
I mean, the algorithm does not lie. It knows what it's doing. It's forward-looking and past-looking, and it's omniscient. And it, it's, it spoke truth this week. 62 points for Tallahassee Love. Um, he moves to 2-1. and one. Reggie puts up a solid week with 95. I mean, I think the algorithm speaks for itself, so I don't think we need to, to justify it anymore. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it looks more beyond the, the record. Um, you know, you see records, 2-0. Um, a couple other 2-0 folks were, were top two in the tier uh, in the power rankings last week. Um, but there's more to it than just that. So I understood uh, where he was kind of coming from, um, being 2-0. But the algorithm is just, again, you, you're not wrong. Uh, it, 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 there's more to it. It goes very in-depth very complex mm. um, and it looked pretty spot on there um, another uh, highlight from the week um, I mean shout out to you know I, I support bumpers as well so brother man myself combined five time bumper champions over the last five years um, both squeaking out another wins um, actually pretty convincing wins this week to move to three and out so you know, good, good for us. Look at us. Um, you know, insert that that Paul Rudd meme when he's just saying, "Look at us to each other," and, and that's Clay and I right now. We're riding high. Have you ever seen the movie This Is Forty? Uh, I have not. Mm, it's on Netflix. It, like available to watch, but I've always skipped over it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I, I watched it recently. It's pretty like depressing. Um, but I, I like Judd Apatow. He's the director, so I, I gave it a go. Okay. So, do you recommend watching it or no? Uh, no, no, I, I don't. Like depressing movies. It's like he tries. They try to paint a pretty negative picture on like being forty. Like it's just I don't know. It's funny though. It's Paul Rudd. If you like Paul Rudd, then Paul then, then let yeah. it rip. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think I think you guys certainly deserve a little shout out, especially you, Jack. I mean, both you guys are three and zero, but you're you're putting up massive points every week. Um, they're it's just not fluky. You guys are are putting up some serious points. Um, I sure hope the algorithm notices that in fact i don't need to hope i know the algorithm will um because you guys you guys yeah. are backing it up so congrats to you guys i you know it's it's still early you guys are, are very tier, early you guys are, a good start you guys are tier four owners so let's not put we, we need this encouragement yes it's it's certainly keep, encouraging keep jack and for the podcast's sake i i'm i could not be happier that someone is three and oh like other than you you know because like there's there's no worse vibes than getting onto the pod and being like zero and three. It's like, do you want a podcast this week? No. The last thing I want to talk about is my zero and three team. Like, I don't want to spend any extra time. So I'm happy you're three and zero. Five years, five years, partner. And you've you've gone you've gone through the valleys, um, and you're you're kind of on that. Yeah, you're on the the upward trend. Slopes going the right direction now. So let's keep it rolling. A lot of work to do. A lot of work to do, right? You got it. Your head's on your shoulders right now. I like, I like your, uh, I like where your, where your head's at, and your overall just attitude. You know, you're not, you're not too cocky, is what I'm nope. saying, with, with where, you, with how you're doing and how well you're performing yeah. at the time. Let's, let's, uh, let's pause here and save the podcast. All right, back at it here in our headquarters. Jack, let's redraft the first round. What would it look like right now if the draft were to take place this week? I'll yeah, so go ahead. No, you got you got the first couple here. All right, so um, we're going to go through. We'll obviously do the, the order. Um, we'll say the manager, who their keeper was, because that could affect uh, you know who they selected. Um, you know, if you draft a wide or kept the wide receiver, you might lean towards running back first. Um, we'll go remind everyone what the actual draft was and then say who we think uh, should be. So first off, D-Mal, keeper was Cooper Cup. Uh, actual pick was CMC first overall. In the redraft, we still have CMC. Um, you know, he has gotten off to a slow start for him. I think I was looking at his numbers, still has rushed over for over 100 yards the last two games. Um you know, I think it's only going to continue to get better. He's the most talented player in the NFL. Um, no reason to, to not pick him. So, game out for three weeks, I think hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. CMC won in the actual and in the redraft. No reason to change anything there. 
I think this has been one of the big surprises is, is Saquon Barkley. He was um, drafted what? Were you, you were 10th? You were 10th in the actual draft. Um, but Saquon's been north, nothing short of a stud so far this year, Jack. Um, he, he doesn't leave the field. He gets the catches. Giants are not a total shit show now with a new coach. So they're moving the ball. I like their coach. They're moving the ball just fine. And Barkley just gobbles up all the touches. And he's actually just a good football player, too. So, you know, he's, gets a, he's got a good, um, you know, average yards per carry. So, I mean, I think, I think Barkley would be right there at number two in a redraft scenario. Yeah, look at Explosive. Um, D-Dog took Dalvin Cook there, who, uh, spoiler alert, is not even in the first round of the redraft. So, uh, tough start for Dalvin. Um, and we're, we're putting injuries aside, um, but just overall over the first three weeks, he's not looked great. Uh, number three, Lane took Derrick Henry there. We're actually going to have Chubb up here. Mm. Um, you know, going into the, the year, everyone's like Nick Chubb, really good running back, could be like the best true rusher, you know, in the NFL, but he doesn't catch passes, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, his numbers are really good, like 140, 85, and 120 or something like that. Rushing yards over the first three weeks, plus four touchdowns. He's number one overall. Um, just a workhorse. So, um, yeah, right now we would have Chubb at the, at the three spot. Yeah, good draft pick by Spurley. Uh, Spurley got him in the middle of the second. I'd say I also, I think we said Amari Cooper was a terrible draft pick, or at least I thought that internally. Yep. I don't know if I said that on the pod. And As did I. I think we got to fess up. I mean, Cooper's looked great. So that was, what, a fourth-round pick for, for Phil? Um, yeah, fourth or fifth. No, sixth-round uh, pick. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay. he's, he's outperforming that value, for that, that draft capital there. So shout-out, Phil. Double down on the Browns. Yeah, working it's working out so far. Um, so we got CMC, Barkley, Chubb, um, Kehoe would be next. I think, I think Stefan Diggs goes for Jack. Um, this is where Najee went. I think Najee's been a huge disappointment. I don't, I don't think Najee would be anywhere near the first round, um, right now. Diggs has, has looked special. Um, he's, he's just on a baller offense. He's good. I think there's no doubt in my mind Diggs would be in the top five in a redraft. Yeah. Wide receiver one overall. Um, you know, and that's ahead of some of the keepers that, you know, technically preseason were like the top three, you know, Cup, uh, Jefferson, Chase, uh, but Diggs right now just absolutely balling on the best offense in the league. Uh, going to Clay at the 12th spot in the actual draft, so uh, good pick there by our commission. That's why he's 3-0. That's why he's 3-0. Uh, next in the fifth spot here was DeAndre Swift. Um, man, I really like Swift, but we have Derrick Henry here. Uh, true workhorse. Um, similar to CMC, like, okay start, but last week really got it going, got involved in the passing game a lot more. I think, obviously, they know that, you know, you have to, to run through him um, to be successful, and uh, Titans, I think, got their first win, and that was his best game, so I think they're going to uh, keep that momentum going. Um, just an overall stud. I mean, he's so big. Um, so not much there. Uh, yeah. Derek Henry at five there. Yeah, I think so. We have Henry at five, and then Swift at six. I think they're they're pretty close. Just the difference being that it seems pretty clear right now that Swift isn't going to get the goal line touches, or at least certainly not yeah. all of them. And it's just hard to to be like a top whatever running back if you're not getting all the touchdowns. So I would put if he was a goal line back, I think I would put him right behind Barkley. Maybe even ahead of Barkley, honestly. He looks, he's breaking off 50-yard runs. He looks so good, but um, even when he's healthy, Jamal Williams does vulture him, so kind of yeah. tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'll handle this next one, too. Um, Fournette. So, Fournette at 7. And in actuality, Fournette was uh, the top of the second. But the thing about Fournette, similar to Barkley, he just he gets every carry, and he gets all the passes. They just, he hasn't been really scoring the touchdowns yet. So those yeah. will likely come. In reality, this is where Phil uh, reached for Javante Williams. He's total split it, split mode still. I don't think Williams would be in the first round. I think 
um, the future is bright for Fournette. Yeah, another one of Brother Mon's players here in the redraft, so good. Hey, that's why he's 3-0. Good, good draft for, for Brother Mon. Uh, I feel like after Swift, there is kind of a, a tear break here. Um, but here at, I don't know what number this is, I think nine, uh, Tyreek Hill um, got peppered with targets week one and two, went off for like 190 and two touchdowns. Um, part of a really explosive offense, you know, Waddle alongside of him, you know, was a borderline uh, first round redraft pick for us. Um, but man, he just looks really good. Tua looks good. I mean, I know Tyreek had a bad week, but they played the Bills, best team in the league. Um, but yeah, he's looking really good in the new offense, and uh, Tua's looking solid as well for him. Yeah, that'd be a, he'd be a fun player to have on the roster. I wasn't a and believer. That's where Kamara went. Kamara went at, mm. at nine there. Dude, I mean, just big disappointment. Humongous. I, Kamara, I'm sure he's going to turn around, but I mean, right now, just he's they got nothing cooking down there in New Orleans yet. Um, that was number eight, Jack. So nine was Sam's keeper, JT. So just going to kind of roll through that one. Um, ten. This is where you snag Barkley. Great draft pick, Jack. Um, Thank you. I think this one's kind of a toss up between, um, uh, it could be a handful of wide receivers here, like maybe Devontae Adams. Um, but I, I went with A.J. Brown. I think he's going – I mean, he's, he's had monster weeks so far, and it was never really a question about the talent. It's more about um, the situation, and he's clear than, clearly the number one guy there. He's balling. I think A.J. Brown goes in the first round if we were to redraft. I love A.J. Brown. Former A.J. Brown owner. Um one of those guys, you know, you, you just love when you own him. Um, so, always root for him. Uh, next, Eckler was kept. We're going to keep him there. No redraft there. Lastly, Kamish, big digs, great pick um, at 12 in the redraft. We're going to go, unfortunately, because D-Dog, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But um, Mark Andrews, uh, tight end number one overall has looked better than Kelsey, who has still looked really good. And I think outside of those two, it's just a crapshoot for tight ends right now. Um, but just commanding absurd amount of targets, scoring touchdowns. He's Lamar's only reliable I mean, receiver right now. Let it be known that, that D-Dog values Mark Andrews over Saquon. Wouldn't, wouldn't even do that trade straight up. So Yep, yep. I'm going to expose him real quick. He... Uh, wanted Barkley and Olave uh, for Mark Andrews because my stack would have been really good. Um, so that, that's why I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, but here we are. Let's, Jack, that's a great transition. Let's get to our interview with uh, D. Kirk. Hello? Hey, man, how you doing? Hi, how are you doing? Good, and you? Hey. You here? Jack. Jack. Howdy, howdy. You merged it? We're merged. We're all here and we're live on the Canning Horns pod. Oh, oh, we're live. All right. Yeah. How you doing, man? It's good, it's good to be with you guys tonight. Thank you for joining us. Likewise. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Noticed your name change That's right before the podcast. What name change? It's your football name change. Oh, you, you saw the, the type change? Yeah. Can you explain yes, that a little bit? Uh, yeah, like I'm just like going to be a, like, a, like a clan. There's no clan, Jack. Can you explain? Are you like keeping it a secret? No, no, I'll elaborate. I just want to be clear that there's no clan involved. It's just, I'm just throwing out different team names this year. Maybe a, a flex, flex hitter. We don't know who our opponent will be week to week. We started off as, as a bug type gym, kind of throwing out our... Our, uh, our weakest guys just to test the field to what we were up against and uh, you know it didn't work out we kind of got smothered and then we three we got serious we brought out the steel type gym and I, I don't think Carl was ready for it I think he was yeah, still so. prepared for the bugs and he was bringing his rocks and he, I mean it's, it, didn't, it wasn't very effective and uh, what, we got what's the type gym though it, type gym is your clan though. Is it so? uh, I'm not going to give away my trademark secrets but 
apparently my opponents don't know what they're up against week in and week out, and that's going to be a huge advantage for me. Ah, well, how how'd we do go? Uh, like I said, the, the Bucks were our weakest guys. I mean, we scored over 100 points in week two, and we didn't get the win against you, Jack. So I know that's like a facetious question, but you, know, <laughs> you hate to walk away from a week where you score over 100 points and, and you come out with a loss because mm-hmm. 100 should, should really do it most times. It is fair. The the type gym is just kind of like a drag to say out loud. Like the, your name does not roll off the tongue. Is, you know, you I take that into think consideration. That that's what it means to be a good name. I, I will take that into consideration, but just because it you know flows off the tongue doesn't mean it's good. But I mean, yeah, we could look at Phil's name, and I don't even want to say it because, for your example, it doesn't flow off the tongue. It's just silly. Yeah, but I mean, we do agree with you on Phil's name. We agree with you, but all the time. I think yours is is equally like is no, not equally as bad, but it's close. Bill just picks his first round draft pick and then Google's <laughs> team names around first round draft pick and then probably copies the first result. So I mean, when I got me. He puts in zero effort. Yeah, uh, I think I got a feeling it's my first favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should go back and, and dig up all Bill's team names and. We'll put a pool together to see which, which one was the best. I uh, got a feeling. Yeah. Hey, Black Eyed Peas were sick there for a stretch. Yeah, you know, I, I think he was, was kind of early on feeling that. So props to him on that one. I think we're all in agreement now. Your team names suck, but at least you're you know you're putting in a little effort and you're you're being creative. So we can we can all agree on that front. Um, going a little bit deeper here, D Dog. Um, you made what I thought was a, was a really good trade last week. Anyway, not to cut you off, but can we can we slow down? What kind of what kind of cans are you guys wearing? Oh, good question. Uh, Jack's got a silent gold. Uh, I actually am out of horns, so I got a little uh, whiskey lemonade. And what about yourself? Thanks for asking, Ben. Uh, I'm drinking <laughs> a, a Stella actually tonight. Ooh, I'm gonna make a steak later. But it's going to pair very well if we manage wow. to not drink it all. Do, do you have one of those Stella Artois uh, chalices to drink out of? That they always um, give you? I'm a big bottle guy these days. Okay. Okay. So so the bottle. I, I just love my lips on that glass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm going for before we get into fantasy football, D-Dog, uh, give us a little update on what it's like being a landlord and you know how, how everything in your life is going. Um, the landlord type, Jim. Right. Is that what you want to hear about? You know, I've got a couple of life updates. It's been, I don't know how many moons since I've been on the pod. A lot has changed. Um, yeah, you know, we want to hear. Yeah, maybe just the high rise. I recently got a, a nice uh, deep skin rug at Costco today. It's very nice. Let's keep it um, Let's keep it maybe high level, a little bit more important stuff. High than level. That. Okay, so, you know, as a, everybody knows that I, I shelter a many lives in the greater Indianapolis area. And in doing so, you have to you have to repair and, and make sure that shelter is intact. And I got to replace two AC units coming up. Oh. Big, big big hit to the, the checking account. Mm. That's a but, big uh, hit. Two of them. Yeah, two of them. I mean, yeah, they're I installed see. on the same day. Man, twelve years ago, and it's a miracle they've made it this long. I've been out. I've been without AC personally for two months, and it's brutal. But <laughs> that's not if you're over there. <laughs> but. We did a, we did a little it through, credit man. card hacking because it's going to be a large purchase. So I'm uh, I went down a rabbit, a serious rabbit hole. But in the end, I uh, applied for a sweet credit card. Yeah, the Amex Platinum, the American Express Platinum. And if you spend six thousand dollars in the first six months, you get fifteen hundred points back. If you find the right deal, I can get you the right deal. Um, and that's valued at like three thousand dollars. So. Here's yeah. uh, the research, Here's and you're in a uh, a relationship as well, correct? Yeah, and that was that brings me back to the sheepskin rug. I was actually with oh, a significant other when, yeah, um, and we bought that together. So we're we're looking to light some fires soon, some real wood burning fires, and lay along that sheepskin rug. Wait, it's like outdoor <laughs> rug? Little, uh, little Vino with that. I'm just excited for fall. Is really what I'm getting at. Yeah, yep. Sheepskin fires fall. Love it. It's it's an outdoor rug. Sorry, I, I must have no, missed. No, no, it's an indoor rug. It's a. I, I don't know how they do it, and I, I don't want to know how they do it. I'd rather 
ignorant on this topic, but it's a sheepskin. You know, kind of like what you'd see on one of these Game of Thrones show or House of the Dragon show. So what, where's the fire? You don't have a fireplace. Oh, uh, Quinn has a fireplace. Ah. Yeah. So the ship skips at her place. Yeah, we sent the rug with her. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be a night, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I love how that was the um, your most important update, man. I can tell where your priorities are right now, and man, you got you got a lot of things going in the right direction, D Dog. I'm happy for you, man. Thanks, thanks, Ben. Um, let's let's dive into fantasy football. Unless you got anything else, D Dog. Um, we'll circle back if something else comes up. Okay, sounds good. Um. I, I was mentioning your trade that you our, our league's been very light on trades. I'll mention, but you did pull one off. Right, not to cut you off real quick, circling back to something else that came up. Have you guys talked about Lane or our podcast? I think we should get ahead of that. Um, it is not our product. No, not our, our scheduled slot being this last week. I mean, you can touch on it. Please do. There's not a lot to say in definitive terms. Me and Lane have just had major communication barriers he's a very hard man to reach um i don't i don't know what he's up to per se um dylan kind of looked into his team name and i think he said it was like an akon song the tallahassee love uh, i've actually heard t-dane okay well i've actually heard that's what they call chlamydia down in the south and he moved to kentucky for those of you that don't know <laughs> so i don't know if he's dealing with something like I said, he is impossible to communicate with right now. And that's kind of the breakdown of what happened. We were supposed to do a podcast last week. I think you guys should remain scheduled weekly as possible. I think Eli's able to fend for himself these days, right? He's not reliant on... Uh, very reliant. Uh, <laughs> is, is that right? Well, um, regardless, if you guys could maybe go week to week and then me and Lane will just interject some fun content in the mix. So does Lane even be. does Lane even text you back? Like I said, it's been very hard to communicate with Lane. He's been he texts back, but usually delayed. Usually in like a, a spurt of like a long string of messages, saying you know like oh I'll get back to you the next day. And it's been tough. Like I said, I'm always dealing with so let's give him some time and space. Yeah, I mean. I think everybody enjoyed your pod. Jack and I will certainly keep going as much as we can. We'd love to to hear you guys throughout the season. So hopefully you guys can, um, you know, repair that that broken relationship. That's it. I'm sorry to hear this. This is this is tough news. It's not a broken relationship. No, like it, it sounds it's really, really, really broken. Shattered. Yeah. I mean, chlamydia. Damn, man. Is is that permanent? Do we know? Do we know what the treatment looks like for that? <sighs> I've not been around it, so I don't know. Good answer there. Um, but I, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't think it's over. I'd like to say that we're going to be we're on a schedule soon, sooner nice. rather than later, but I'm not ready to commit to anything at this time. Okay. Well, I'm sure the we appreciate the update. I'm sure the league appreciates the update. We hope to hear from um, the sweaty the sweaty <coughs> stubs soon. What was it? Sweaty, sweaty subs. Yeah, you nailed it. Cool. All right. Um, at the risk of getting cut off a third time, do you have anything else? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But again, I'll circle back if something comes up. Did you come in here with some sort of prerogative of just cutting me off every time I try to like get to our <laughs> no, scheduled that was questions? Not my prerogative. That would be rude. You invited me on as a guest. Guest interrupt <laughs> <laughs> the host. Because that would be kind of funny if you keep doing it. But um, I ha- I have your word now that you won't. So I will. Once again, start this. Um, yeah. You know, you've orchestrated some trades this year. Good job. You're one of the few members of our league that have. Is one of your tactics to send um, just, you know, borderline harassing trades um, just in, in sheer volume um, to people in order to get a deal done? Well, Ben, I think that was a leading question, first off. And quite, quite, quite often, quite really just unfair. Um, to speak on my trades, 
I just want to thank the league for not accepting the plethora or volumes, as you put it, of James Robinson trades that I sent out there. I know Adam Kehoe acknowledged one of them in the group meet, which to me is kind of a breach of trade conduct. <laughs> you don't talk in the, in the public sphere about <laughs> trades that you guys are discussing privately. Mm. But when I sent him James Robinson for Russell Wilson, and I mean, he called that one out as like a, a major, you know, I, I don't know what words you just used, but he, he thought that that was egregious. And uh, thank God he didn't accept that because I don't know why they paid Russell. I think that quarterback's borderline droppable, or at least a streamer. Um, and, and that goes to say, I sent out a lot of other bad trades that never got accepted that I think at the time were considered bad. Um, but yeah, I am a volume trader. I like to keep communication open with all league members. Um, and a lot of the times, that's not reciprocated. People don't really offer counter trades sometimes. They'll just say, like, oh, this is so bad. Like, Scott <laughs> is one person who will generally just, like, freak out at his first proposal and not really, like, there's, there's not a lot of conversation yet. But that's not to say that's been Scott this year because me and Scott did put, we did work out a trade. It was actually very difficult. His sleeping schedule is abysmal. So if you're going to try and trade with Scott, God bless you. Um, what, are the, what are Scott's hours of operation? I mean, I could probably go through our text and look at this trade talk for what happened, and it was awful. He was, like, you know, texting me at 4 a.m. He's like, I, I dig the trade, just got home from work, about to pull it up and send it. And then, you know, I text him at, like, you know, 10 a.m. the next day, obviously knowing he's not going to respond, but he's got read receipts on. So, I mean, you kind of get a feel from when he's going to respond. And, I mean, he doesn't even look at that text till like, 3 a.m. the next day. <laughs> I don't even... I don't know if he even has a smartphone. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's going on with Wayne. I am even more unknown <laughs> what's going on with Scott. But I did manage to get a trade done with him, and I, I think that speaks to, yeah, just being an active volume trader, sending just persistent good trades, uh, and helping the other manager if they don't think it's good. Dude, that is... Counter offer. Don't, don't, I'll say that that is impressive. I had a similar experience with Scott. And I, I, sent, I sent him an offer that I think was, was something he was going to accept. But he's like, oh, I'll review this. Not bad or something. And then, like, you wait a full 24 hours for him to be like, you know what? Not good. Like, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, though. Let's, let's give some shots of credit. At least he got back to you. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know. But, but, yeah, it can be tough out there trading, especially when people are just involving the public. And, frankly, you know, the public has no business being involved. Oh, I, I did call you out on a group meet on Saturday when Phil asked what what locks do we have uh, pertaining to gambling, and I said D Dog sending a a Robinson Zeke trade offer was my lock. Um, um, so I, yeah, you know that that's on me. That was publicly shaming him, and that one's being floated around. And I, I think I sent that offer to some guys that you know, frankly, should have accepted that. Well, that was before Zeke and James Robinson had their weekly performances. Both did very well. Both looked like very strong men out there. Very capable. They did do well. Yeah. Um, you certainly look look like uh, you look good right now. I, I would just say, um, on behalf of the league, uh, maybe, you know, knock it off a little bit with the predatory trades. Maybe skip the first step of, step of the offensive like low ball offer and just get to something maybe a little more reasonable generally, from the back. I don't want to a low ball. I, I generally think that they're, they're they're pretty in the wheelhouse and then like it's up to that manager to like you know have Dude, a little bit. Or, you know, they're not interested in that spot. You said this week so, you yeah. wouldn't trade Mark Andrews for Saquon. If we want to put some context to that, you guys put me on the spot to formulate a trade <laughs> on like on the spot what I thought would be a fair trade for Saquon. And take keep in mind, context on this no. is before his week three performance. Okay, that's, this is before his week three performance. Through. And it was all about me and Jack trying to work out a trade that would give us the stack. So we were just forcing a trade to make Lamar and Mark Andrews on a team. And the first one I offered was, was for a wide receiver. Um, it was like Devontae Adams and Olave for uh, Mark Andrews. And I think I threw in like IU. Something like that. Very fair trade. That one didn't get any feedback. Didn't get any response in terms of, hey, I like that trade, or here's a counteroffer. And then I, you guys asked for another one, so I was like, oh, I don't know how we'd make a running back trade work, but, All right. you know, spitballing. I think it'd be Saquon for Mark Andrews, and then 
maybe something else in return, like an Alave. And you guys proceeded to blow up. And this is this is exactly <laughs> my point on like what it means to like trade with someone who what I would consider a bad trader. There was no counter offers. It was just like, oh my god, it's just a you know, it's just all emotion. All that's just not how trades work. That's not how business is done. Uh, and I think you guys need a little self-reflection. Right. And let's use this as an exercise moving forward to, to be better traders. Please, please um, send us all your notes on business but, deals. But, but and, in, in, in some self-reflection on my side, after the week three performance, Saquon looked, looked very strong on plow. He looked like a very good, strong man. And <laughs> he, he is much better than Mark Andrews, draft capital-wise. Um, so, like, that wouldn't even be a fair trade straight up, probably Mark Andrews for Saquon. But the value added to that stack, I think, is intangible and not really understood in that, right? Because single-handedly, the last two weeks, Mark Andrews and Lamar have, I mean, beat Sam. I mean, single-handedly. Yeah, I mean, they're going to for like 65 points. Per it's game. unstoppable. And, I mean, you, you look at the tight end position, too, and, and I'm just going up against kindergartners every week. Someone's throwing, like, Lane's throwing out here, Logan Pomack getting zero. And uh, I don't know what he put in week one, but it was another zero. And that's our tight end guru. Who's trying to like? <laughs> he, he's had he's hit one week. That's your, that's your partner, man. That's your podcast. Yeah. I'm trying to get him riled up to see if he's even listening. Um, he maybe he'll speak out in the group. Yeah, I do think he's an active listener. But I'm just like he's our strongest tight end streamer. Is what I'm getting at. And he's out here throwing kindergartners at me. And Mark Andrews just taking him to pound town. So like Mark Andrews has a unique value. So I'm getting at. All right. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think I think you uh, answered that in length. I think we should move on to a new question here, D Dog. What do you think about your Week Four matchup here versus SPLLC? Um, how do you view SP as just um, a manager, and how do you think your matchup's going to go here in Week Four? So I'll give you a little insight into why this did the name change, so maybe you'll better understand. But um, I think SP is running really hot. He's got a short fuse. He, I mean, he's he's ready to blow load at a moment's notice. Who knows what he's going to do on the waiver wire tonight? I think he's a desperate owner in a desperate situation. He got really lucky to dig down Phil on Thursday night um, <laughs> to to get a win. We we both got he a win. So. He dicked him down. He did dig I know down. what it means to be zero two and get that win. It feels good, but. If I had to forecast what's coming for SD, I mean, I don't know what's above being dicked down, but it's probably not safe for this podcast because that was a very positive podcast. I don't want to say anything but, you know, that might hurt that mantra. But you're, you're predicting a blowout. I'm predicting a beat down. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to be 2-2 two and, two and put him at 1-4 and four or 1-3. and three. And... Uh, That'll be that'll be really good for the dragon type game. I, I don't think he has what it takes to take down some dragons. Interesting. What do you what do you think about um, the rest of the league? Like what what is what surprised you or um, what what's caught your eye so far three weeks in? I, I think there's just been. I mean, since we've dropped kickers, um, you know, sports have obviously been lower, but this year even more so. I think we're just seeing a lot of low scoring, or at least just like concentrated scoring where we have like one or two players pull up on a team and the rest are kind of does. So like, like I said, getting a hundred points normally doesn't do it for a win, but this year it seems like that's kind of the number you want to hit to yeah. give yourself a pretty good shot. Um, so it can be pretty hard to, to feel some of these rosters. I don't know. Everybody's got a hole. I don't think there's like a major standout team. We're all like kind of patching together some RB2s and flex positions. Obviously those kindergarten tight ends that nobody has. Um, and I mean, there's this. Who's playing those seeds for your trades? For <laughs> I, I, I was I was really low on my draft pick of Mark Andrews coming out of the draft, and oh, I couldn't be higher right now. Jesus, a man. But regardless of that, um, yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's tough. You got anybody could get a zero or go to Chick Fil A on any given Sunday. It's about avoiding those and. Just pushing through, but I think it's there's no there's no guaranteed team like you know the top is is pretty flimsy from so my nobody view, the bottom you don't are you yeah. like, do you have a bumper in mind so far this year? I mean it's obviously got to be Sam. I don't I don't know what he's trying to brand himself at right at Mar-a-Lago. and he's obviously in that that camp of you know he he had a baby that was 
he's mm. taken care of. Yeah. And that one for sure is not fending for itself just yet. Um, so he's, he's busy, that's for sure. So, I mean, he's clear, he's a clear favorite. I mean, that, that's just a, that's cheap, cheap pickings though. Past that, I mean, I'd probably throw our weak villain, Adam Keogh in there. He got so excited to beat me week one, but since then he's just dropped a bunch of duds. And he's not even doing anything villainous. He's not doing anything courageous. I mean, he's just kind of an afterthought right now in my league, in my opinion. And uh, I still see them performing very well this year. And, and Lane, too. I think he's a, he's kind of – he's a two-in-one team that shouldn't be two-in-one. He's had, like, one of the least points scored against. And he's just middling of the pack points for. So he could easily be a 3-0 team with a very average roster. Yeah, all, all good points there, D-Dog. Thanks, thanks for your insights, Jack. What what kind of questions do you have for uh, D Kirk here? I'm out of questions. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't, I didn't. I know I tend to dominate these interviews. I want to make sure I, I wasn't wasn't leaving you out of anything. I just wanted to highlight the uh, the Andrews discussions. Um, even a really real trade offer so that's why there was no counter we just wanted to hear what you would offer us but we knew it was going to be garbage and you proved us right so that's all well, do you think that Devontae Adams trade was garbage you would do that I want to give up three players for market for a tight end it would, it would be a two for two it would be like it, Mark it, Andrews and I for Olave and Devontae and Olave so it's a two for two you threw a Pierce in there. And a Pierce? Oh, oh, maybe in our text messages. Yeah, I am interested in Pierce, but um, <laughs> it's just a hard trade. Like you said, getting a tight end, trying to get a tight end from somebody, it's like yeah. reworking your draft strategy. When you draft a tight end really early, yep. kind of behind the eight ball everywhere else, it's just really yep. hard to make a trade make sense. Yeah. Completely agree. D-Dog, I, I appreciate you coming on the pod. You're... As much as you know, you you like um, to play kind of the the enemy. I won't use I'm the not word. The league villain of our league. I, I, didn't, I think I bring a lot of pop, not to listen. Off, I didn't. I didn't say villain. Straight. You like to play that role. You like to, you know, to poke, to to prod. But I'll say this. I was going to give you a compliment. You're an integral part of this league. Um, you you bring some fire. You bring a lot of activity. And so I appreciate everything you do for for this league, and um, I appreciate your contributions, whether that be the pod or just you know the group me, whatever it is, D Dog. I think you're um, you're a great manager in this league, even if you are tend to be the most annoying. Um, but I, I think it's a, okay. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, no, you. Sorry. That that's about all I had. Well, I was going to say, I'm glad I didn't cut you off because that was really nice. Just feeding my ego. So. Do you, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I want to give you an opportunity here before we close out. We still have a little bit of the pod to go, and I don't want to make this like a super long episode. So do you have anything else, any shout-outs, anything you want to say before maybe we get you on the podcast later this year or are we here for, from you and Lane? Um, yeah, a couple closing remarks. Uh, do you guys have any side bets you'd like to place on, on the air? I think this would be a fun little segment going forward that you could do with your guests. It doesn't have to be like a large wager. It could be me and Clay had a famous kombucha bet deal. Um, okay. Um, a spitballing. I think I could do uh, I'll take um, how about Andrews I, I got total it. points four. Okay. Or how about, how about we just do Mark Andrews for stake one next week, Jack? I think you've obviously got the uh, upper hand in that bet. But we'll what just, is it? Uh, yeah. We'll just, yeah. Who, who has more, more points scored next week? My big yeah. boy, Mark Andrews. And I'm not going to discredit Saquon. He's a strong man, like I said. My big well, just, my quads. My quads, man. Yeah. Just a simple who has more points for in week four. Um, for we'll bet a, uh, I guess let's do it. Let's do a, a one. Next time you're out, you just have a. A beer you could just on the other. All right. request for the, uh, yeah, shaking hands right now. D. Kirk, I, I got one for you. And the thing is, is I'm rude for you because I got Lamar. So I think it's a win-win for me. There you go. Uh, I, that's, wow, playing 3D chess. D. Kirk, I got one for you. 
one uh, one horn on rest of season record. Me and Jack total total wins versus you and Lane. Um, we'll we'll have to start it from fresh here. Yeah, yeah. Start fresh. Okay, starting starting before me and Jack and versus you and Lane. I really don't believe in Lane's team at all, but yeah, you know I'll stick with my potentially chlamydia ridden pod partner. <laughs> 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 we'll ride, we'll ride. Me and, me and Lane will tally off some wins and see who has more. Okay. It used to be the tallywhacking and weird. You guys remember, Lane's had a lot of sexual names when we think about it. Lane's a dog, man. He's just a dog. Great name, dog. That guy's a dog. Yeah, he is creative. And he always has something smooth that comes off the tongue that you guys really like. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's part of it, D-Dog. You got to... You, you got the creative part down. You just got to get the, you know, it's got to be fun to say. It's got to have some alliteration, maybe, something like that. The last bit, i just like you guys to at least pronounce my name each week because I know sometimes no. you guys get sick nope. of it. Nope, and we're already just, done like, with that. Start calling me like the league pothead, which is, I mean, something like that, which is something that makes sense. <laughs> I, <laughs> I forgot. You guys did that this year. Yo, this Jack. Week, but... Jack, I forgot about calling him that. Let's get that going again. Okay. Yep. Oh, and one more oh, thing. To, to address the draft kit. Yeah. The draft kid allegations that you guys brought up on a former pod. Um, there, there's a number of members in our league that are now taking advantage of the 24/7 customer support line with myself. Have access to the draft notes that I prepare each year. Um, and I pay MGP for that. Hold on. And there's mo- there's multiple multiple people in our league there's, right now. There's more than one. Not including yourself. Um. I guess that scratches. There's been one. <laughs> okay, so it's you and Scott. <laughs> you <laughs> um, there is one person. It's you. They were, like I said, part of the draft kit is that you remain anonymous and you get all those perks. It's you and Scott. Okay, they, we, already knew, we already knew that. We already knew that. You guys could. You guys could talk about credit card questions, sheepskin, rug, whatever you want, whatever you can get information. You could come to me and ask me. I mean, I'm, I'm becoming quite a handyman these days. Um, <laughs> I know my way around a P-trap, plumbing situation, HVAC. Okay. Starting to get my hands dirty with a little electrical work. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's priceless. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll offer that. All that, all that will just be in high and be in the league content. That's insane. <laughs> I'll offer that, that combo out next year. I just, I just thought it might be unfair to really stack well, isn't it that much? Wasn't it like a, a one-time fee for like a lifetime? Wasn't it a lifetime membership? No, see how it works is it's the buy-in each year. So this year it's two fifty, and you get your money back. And you don't make playoffs, and you still have access to the twenty-four-seven line on my burner phone. Damn! With, with my calendar included, <laughs> you know, I'm not always available. I, I'm shocked that I mean I I can't Jeez. imagine who else it would be other than Scott. I mean, so... You'd be surprised. Like, don't rule out Phil. That guy likes to talk, but he's really softy when you get to tell him. Okay. That's, that's fair. Thank you for clearing the air on that. Um, we got to jump on to the next part of our pod, D-Dog. But we love having you on. Good luck this week. Wait, against... not to cut you off, but one more. Where was I in the power rankings? We haven't... We're about to do them. Okay. Take into mind uh, everything I've said tonight. No, we have... Oh, we will. The algo... I don't know if it, we'll have this information or not, but we'll we'll see if we can get that over to it. The algo's dynamic. It's got it's got the information. Oh god! Yeah, I love that you guys were front running lane as like a, a fake flexer. <laughs> All right, D dog. Right, well, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Later. See you, D dog. Bye. Have a good night. All right, Jack. The the third and final part of our podcast here: power rankings. Um, the algorithm back at it, Jack. Let's let's yeah. let's just jump in, man. Uh, who's the at number algo. one here? Gotta love the algo. It's just, uh, I mean, it's five years in the making. You know, it's just it's it's tuned. There's no off season for it. Um, but we got Brotherman uh, staying at number one after the last week. Um, no reason to to put him down in the rankings at all. Power stack. Uh, but we are going to add a, a question uh, to each team uh, in the power rankings here outside of you and I and, and D-Dog because uh, we had him on the interview. Um, and, and our question to Brother Mon is, 
Yeah. Can the commission keep up with winning in uncharted territory? Um, you know, same goes for me. We're three and zero. Like we've mentioned, we're we're the combined five time bumper champs. Um, you know, can he keep it up uh, the rest of the year? What are your thoughts? Jack, I'm going to say yes because he's got a core four here that's just deadly with Josh Allen, Leonard Fournette, Diggs, and Waddle. Um, I think he can maneuver around those guys and figure out the rest. I don't love his ancillary pieces here, Jack, but at the end of the day, he's got the core four. He's going to be able to build on that, maybe with the trade, maybe with some waiver wire guys. Um, I think I think brother man's sitting pretty. I would, I would agree. Um, I mean, that stack is great. You know, we mentioned Leonard Fournette as a, you know, would have been a first round pick in the redraft. So couldn't agree more, partner. He's, uh, he's got a good core and gonna build this year. Yeah, Love I mean, it. the Bills' defense is is actually getting worse with some recent injuries. So it's like, okay, I guess Josh Allen's gonna like he threw the ball sixty three times last week. I mean, come on, like he's yeah. not gonna have bad weeks um, just because. They're gonna they're gonna be in shootouts probably now more than ever. So, really really like Clay's team. Um, makes sense that the algorithms got him at number one. You want to take number two? I'll go number three. Yeah, let's go two. Papa partner Jack. I think um, a little surprised, honest. Maybe even that you're not number number one. I think you have more depth here than than Brotherman and. Your, pl- your depth is just kind of getting better, like with Olave kind of coming on the scene. Maybe David Montgomery's hurt. Um, I don't really have any questions for you because there's just there's no holes in your roster right now, Jack. Um, your strategy is working. You had a good draft. You're making the right moves. Um, number two is is maybe even a little bit low for, for what you're doing right now. So congrats with uh, you know the first almost quarter of the year, Jack. It's going well. So far, so good. Uh, really happy about Olave now. He's kind of just, you know, there. The first, you know, fashion draft, week one, had a good week two, and, and followed it up. So, you know, he may get the nod this week in the flex. Hey, we'll uh, see. Against you, partner. And uh, we got you at, at number three here. Um, the Nuts. Love the, love the name. Um, is that, you know, I know we've talked about names. Um Reds didn't really know. He thought it was like maybe poker related, uh, which I know it is. Uh, but what were your what were your thoughts behind the the name there? Yeah, I've, I've never. I used to be the assistant commissioner for years. I've kind of um, stepped out of the headquarters there um, in the in the office and moved into more of the media business. Um, yeah. So since then, been struggling to really find an identity, and was trying to just think of something this year with the blank, and stumbled upon the nuts. Um, one, it's just, it's easy to say, and the nuts and poker is the best hand. Like you said, Jack, on last week's pod, recently, um, started to dive into poker. Um, I know we play occasionally, and other than that, just been like watching some poker here and there on, on YouTube, which I found fun. Um, so yeah, the nuts, that's, that's where it came from. Love it. Um, we should play this Thursday, by the way, if you're available. Um. Love. Oh, nice dude, that's actually but a great yeah. idea. I'm down Thursday. Nice. Good game, too. Um, looking at your team, the trend I want to, I know we've talked about it uh, off air, um, is the quarterback situation. Uh, the top three QBs, Lamar, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, all significantly ahead uh, of everyone, the dual threat quarterbacks here, the rest of the QBs uh, they're ahead of. Uh, and we're top three in points more, so it's something to keep an eye on as a trend moving forward. Um, but overall, I mean, you got Mixon. I know he hasn't had you know, the greatest start. Um, got hurt last week, but Patty's been great. Pittman's solid. You know, you got one of the top two uh, tight ends in Kelsey there. Um, you know, flex options with Wilson, Thomas. Uh, Akers looked good last week. So overall, you know, I think you're in a, in a pretty good spot there. Yeah, I think decent yeah, spot. Forward. Decent spot. Um, looking to to make a trade this week since we've been, yeah. on, been on this pod. Jack. Wilson Acres on the block. I've gotten I've gotten three texts so far since I've been on the pod about potential trade offers. So I'll got dive into that afterwards. Um, might see some moves this week. Overall, yeah, decent spot. I'm happy the algorithm has recognized my hard work, slotting me in at number three. Who do we got at number four? We got. 
unfortunately, dragon type gym, uh, type gym, what it's called. We don't, we don't need to. Dude, I mean, you, you go, don't even. Gym, yeah, uh, let's the just. Rest of the, the year. Just, um, yeah. I think he made a great trade. Um, I know Mike Williams only had one catch, but it was resulted in a touchdown last week. I'm on Ross St. Brown, James Robinson, great draft picks. Um, you know, late round. Not, I mean, I'm on Rob with more mid round, but James Robinson, late round value there. Uh, Mark Andrews, uh, I think, is the tight end one overall. Just ahead of Kelsey, but again, those two are by far the two best. Um, it's going to be a streaming quarterback, you know, all year. So there's kind of a gap. Cook has been a little um, underwhelming, but uh, overall, I think that trade was pretty big for him. Uh, he's a tier one owner. Let's not forget that. He's got two rings under his belt. He's got his draft kit. The guy loves fantasy football. Um, and the algo uh, you know, yeah. recognizes that as well. So he spends the time, uh, makes the trades, and uh, I think uh, he's got a pretty good roster right now, despite only being one and two. Yeah, I mean, this guy, we've talked enough about D. Kirk tonight, but... It, it shouldn't be, un, you know, going under the radar with how much he loves fantasy football, football and the amount of hours and work he's willing to put in to get a trade done with with, uh, with the people in our in our league. Um, just more effort than a lot of people are willing to put in. So that's why we're seeing the, the kind of jump from 10 to ten to 4 this week, Jack. Yeah. So big that's jump. A, that's a huge jump. Big jump for DK there, Jack. I'll take number 5, Reggie. Reggie Ledoux. Uh Looking back at last week, I think Reggie was five as well, so kind of staying put um, with a solid week somewhere in the 90s. Jack, my question for you regarding Reggie is, will he outscore Lane this year? Right now he's behind him. Uh, There's been some banter from Reggie to Tallahassee uh, as far as who the better roster is, whatever their, their banter is. Uh, but Reggie's actually behind him in points for. Uh, to answer your question, I do think he will end up by the end of the year. But, uh, you know, if we're asking the question, it means it's up for debate. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. It's 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 neck and neck right now with, with Lane with a little bit of a lead. Um, I think that leads us into our next uh, number six, yeah. Jack. Who do we got? Yep, that's a great segue right into Tallahassee Love. So uh, no change um, here at the the five six spot. Um, you know, Lane, excuse me, Tallahassee, uh, which we were apparently informed that this might be chlamydia in the south. So that's just something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I mean, called out the Algo and had an opportunity to go to three and zero. And even just have a good showing, but he put up a, a 60 burger. Um, and the question is, what's the higher total for the year? Tallahassee wins or podcasts from the sweaty subs? Mm. Number of podcast episodes or wins. I mean, Lane, are, is, does he have one win or two wins right now? He's got one. He is at two. He's got two? Let, let's rephrase this to moving forward. Okay, moving forward. Um I mean, I think he's only got to record maybe, what, three episodes, four episodes? Um, uh, I'll say... I'll say stop. We, we got the luxury of uh, the intel from D-Dog. Sounds like they might have one or two for the year. Yeah, I'm going to go wins. Um, I'm going off what, what I heard, so yep. take that. I'm going wins. Going wins for Lane. Um, and I'd I, I, I put a decent amount of money on that, too. And, and here's the thing with... Tallahassee and Lane. I feel like we always uh, think lower of his team, and he always finds ways to just still kind of get to six, seven wins, make the playoffs, occasionally even get to the, the Jack, final. So by Lane, by we Lane, by we you mean Aldo, and he he does his thing and he gets to where he needs to be. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. He he uh, is certainly disrespected on this pod, but. Um, as I was trying to over uh, cut you off and say, it's the algo that you know disrespects them, not not us. We, the algo. We it's the algo. We simply are a method of you know translating that information into our listeners' ears. Okay, so that's that's Lane at what number six there? Number seven, we have Carl yeah. Los Muertos. Um, Carl is just kind of treading water right now. Um, not much to say about his team. He's got. 
you know, a high upside team, guys like Debo, guys like Jamar. Um, but they're, they're just not getting it done, but that's what you're going to get. You'll probably put up like 120 next week. Um, my question for you, Jack, regarding Carl, is Carl's girlfriend and international travel. We all saw the Instagram this post this week. Um, is his girlfriend and travel taking away from his fantasy focus? I think that's a fair question. I think it's a, a very fair question. Um, I don't think it's going to completely take away his focus. It might hinder it a little bit. Um, you know, he was God knows where, Argentina, Buenos Aires last year, um, and he won the championship. So um, there is an added variable with the, the partner he now has. Um, so then we'll see. I think uh, is she a football fan? Their start taking away from the fantasy focus. Okay, okay, that's fair. Number eight, moving on. We got Phil. We're not going to say his name. Um, he is one and two. Um, still my pick to be bumper again. He hasn't proved that he shouldn't be. I don't think he will. I think the easy pick is Sam right now. Um, but he's still one and two. Uh, number eight in the power rankings, though. And our question to Phil, not whatever team name he is, is will Phil be the drunkest member of this fantasy football league at our high school 10-year reunion? Hmm. Will he be the drunkest? Oh. I mean, who, who else would compete with him? Maybe maybe a Scott? Maybe maybe Kurtz gets after it? Maybe SP? I think Kurtz, I think Kurtz on a night out. From being a parent, yep. Well, I mean, let me tell you, it, I mean, you you sometimes just let loose. So I think Sam is a dark horse candidate. Okay. He's the most drunk at the reunion. Let's go I with. Think he's looking forward to. Kehoe even confirmed that he was going, so I think he's ready to dig down at the at the, uh, <laughs> the reunion. Okay. Let's say uh, let's go, Sam. Here, I'll say Phil will not be the drunkest there. Okay, but could be a, a very close second. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fair question, Jack. I'll say that. Uh, number nine, we got SPLLC. Um, yeah, he's kind of treading water too, Jack. Not, I think, you know, he's, he's kind of due for, for a trade, but he's got a little bit of momentum after that big win last week. Uh, he's up a couple spots in the power ranking, so going the right direction. Uh, does SP carry that dick down momentum into week four, Jack? He's got a tough matchup against D. Kirk. Yeah, he's got a tough, tough matchup against D. Kirk. Um, I think he's going to carry the mow. I think he's going to hit 100 points. Um, it's tough playing two uh, Falcons receivers, but both London and I know Pitts had a slow start. Uh, he had a good week last week, a, a better week, I should say. I think he's going to uh, build on that. Uh, Deontay's been, you know, solid. Um, Eckler, though. Man, what the hell is wrong with him? Um, I mean, he's his season is actually relying on Eckler right now. Um, so I, I think he does carry the momentum. I think he's going to hit uh, triple digits. I don't know if that's going to be enough, though. Hmm. That's a great answer. What are your thoughts on Eckler? I know that no. you... Um, I got him in my practice no league. I, I, I'm not excited about him, but you're also not trading him. You know, you're just kind of riding it out, hoping that the, the volume goes up. There's really nothing to do with them right now. Yep, yep. And Aaron Jones is so, I've been an Aaron Jones owner. I mean, he has, he goes off for 40 points in a game, but he'll also have, you know, a five-point game. So, kind of frustrating. Um, he just needs all of his, his boys to click one night. Yep, I hear that. Number right. 10 here, we got Scotty, Paul Mavadeen. Um Kind of a, a lackluster start. You know, he's really riding the Arizona Cardinals. They're struggling, therefore he's struggling. Uh, question for Scotty, does he already have buyer's remorse on the Dobbins Mooney trade? Great question, Jack. I'll say this. I didn't, I didn't think Scotty baked into that uh, trade any sort of risk for Dobbins. It seemed like that was a trade for Dobbins as if he's already like, you know, a locked and loaded top maybe 15, 20 guy. I don't know. Like, don't don't you think Mike Williams is a top 20 wide receiver? And Definitely. I thought I think there's a lot of risk with Dobbins. One, is he even going to be, you know, the every down guy there? 
Um, is he going to be as effective? Like, I know he averaged six yards a carry back when he was healthy. Is he going to be the same? The Ravens don't run the ball as well as they used to. And you got Lamar poaching at the goal line. Um, and Mooney, I, I, I think I remember... I think I remember Scotty having Mooney on his team last year. So I think there's some sort of affection there. Um, because the numbers just aren't, aren't, aren't saying much. So I thought that was a weird if there's trade. there's one person who holds on to previous year's team members and yeah. rosters. Fair point. It's Scotty. It's Scotty. And after he won, I forget who was on his roster. <laughs> yeah. He had the but I swear he tried drafting the exact same team. Yeah, um, that's a great point. Maybe lesson to be learned for Scott. It's a great point. It's a great point. We'll, we'll see. You know, a lot of weeks left, but um, I thought that was a lopsided one. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. Uh, number 11, we are at Kehoe. Uh, Kehoe's, you know, going through a little bit of, of a tough stretch here. Algorithm isn't giving him much love. He's going down, um, going the wrong direction here. Uh, my question, will Kehoe change his team name? Once Russell Wilson kind of continues to run, ride the pine. So he's he's got Russell on the bench this week. Um, you know, spent a decent amount of capital on him. I think a seventh round pick. Jack, does he change the team name to change the mojo? I think he needed to change the mojo. Um, and, and to be honest, his, his roster doesn't look terrible on paper by any means. I mean, Najee's there, Justin Jefferson, two great pieces. Dave Davis, Stevenson on the bench. Um, so I think Keo has a little bit of upside in his team, and, and he's better than the 11th ranked team in the power rankings. Um, but, you know, I think he is going to change his name. I think he needs to change his name, and he's going to manufacture some wins. Okay. Good stuff. Lastly, um, you know, I think, uh, again, Sam, tier one owner, knows where he's at right now. Uh, he's not oblivious to the standings on his team underperforming. Here at 12, someone's got to be last. Uh, question for Sam. Has Sam actually ever listened to the Canyon Horns podcast before? Do I'm going to say no. <laughs> so <laughs> We don't know. Let's, that, that's why the question was posed. Let's move on because Sam has never listened, therefore we don't need to discuss his team. <laughs> Jack. Before we sign off, I know this has been a long episode, everybody. Thanks if you're still with us. We appreciate it. Um, we got some key matchups, Jack. Can you touch on those before we sign off here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, has been a long episode. Probably don't even need to go over this. But, uh, you know, Reggie versus Brother Man is a good matchup here. Uh, Brother Man 3-0, good test for him. Going against Reggie. Uh, you know, we, we got a bottom dwellers bowl here. Uh, you know, 11 and 12 in the current standings are facing off. Uh, opportunity for Sam to get that first win uh, against Paul Maldiv uh, and Scotty. Um, and then, you know, we can't go without saying it's the partner bowl this week. Mm. Um, you know, high projections here. We expect a shootout. I'm hoping uh, for a tie. Being a defensive battle. Um, but uh, should be fun. Should be fun, partner. Always, always look forward to playing you. Yeah, likewise. Um, I'll say this, Jack. You're doing a great job pronouncing Scotty's team name. Well done. Have you been practicing that? Um, no, I just try to read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. You make me sound like it. You make me sound stupid. All right. Um, <laughs> peace, everybody. We'll be back some point in the future. Um, until then, best of luck.